This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Why is Israel held to standards so far and beyond the rest of the free world? Why do our many accomplishments, our healthy democracy, and our contributions in nearly every single field, why don't they protect us from the haters? This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. From the very first trip to Israel that I took at the age of 40, I was moved and deeply affected by my feeling of connection to those hills and plains, to that desert and to that sea. It was as if I'd been there before. The scenery had felt familiar, the smells and sights evocative of parts of myself that I had somehow disconnected from, and I had to be forced to go. You know, as an older teenager, all my friends would go in the summer and they'd come back with these super groovy sheepskin long-haired coats and they would be covered with embroidery. Very hippie chic. And those same girls got name necklaces in Hebrew and they'd come back in various stages of fervor. One immediately started to learn Hebrew because she was certain she was making Aliyah. Another brought home an Israeli boy who she eventually married and then ultimately divorced. And one came back suddenly refusing to eat the pork spare ribs from our Sunday night Chinese food takeout. And another, well, she went to college there. But I was too busy at the discos to care enough. And I only wanted to move out of my parents' house so that I could do what I wanted, eat what I wanted, party all night long, and continue my path of self-expression. And truthfully, Israel was not even on the back burner for me as I went on to travel the world and sow my very wild oats. And also, I thought, it's not going to be any fun there. But then, of course, I had never seen an Israeli soldier So, at age 40, when the opportunity to go to Israel arose, I took it, but without the yearning that so many people seem to have. And nothing could have prepared me for the journey into myself that I took the moment that I kissed the ground we landed on. Upon returning, I began to notice and truly hear the anti-Israel rhetoric and hear the snide comments about my newfound identity. So my friends from the music business, they had plenty to say about Israel, and really, none of it was nice. Other friends, they ran the gamut from equally negative to fiercely defending our land, but no one, no one was neutral. Somehow, that little piece of land evokes a reaction from every single side. Such is its power and its impact. When I got home, I started looking into this phenomenon. Why was it so ubiquitous to weigh in on this little tiny country the size of New Jersey? The only land, by the way, that the Jews have always known as home. I started asking lots of questions. Why is there so much hate towards my people and towards Israel? Why does God permit anti-Semitism? I mean, That question is really no different than where was God during the Holocaust? Where is God when an innocent child dies? The answer to this question is that there is no answer. 
When we understand that we can never understand everything there is to understand, well, then we understand. We don't live in a time of open miracles, and yet the modern state of Israel is a modern miracle. But it's a miracle that we were promised and in our generation have seen come to fruition. For millennia, from Prague to Peoria, our relatives were saying, next year in Jerusalem. And God was faithful to keep that promise, but in God's time, not in ours. We see the back of the tapestry with all its knots and concurrent threads just left hanging there. But God, God sees the front of the image perfectly. As a nation, we were promised that we'll continue to live and to thrive despite the many obstacles that we will endure and the aggression and discrimination that we will inevitably face. And God keeps his promises by any means necessary. As today, anti-Semitism comes dressed up as anti-Zionist, anti-Israel sentiment, many of us, and indeed our children, have internalized a form of self-consciousness and practically a self-loathing. The media's representation of Israel, and by extension Jews, can make us feel more out of step and sidelined than we might ordinarily feel. And for our teens and young adults, the pressure of their peers and their educational institutions might have them proactively siding with the majority opinions. And we parents, well, we feel betrayed and mystified. You know, the principle of intersectionality, you know, that principle that implies essentially that if you're anti-this, you also must be anti-that, it's confused us and it's filled us with self-doubt. Why is Israel held to standards so far and beyond the rest of the free world? Why do our many accomplishments, our healthy democracy, and our contributions in nearly every single field, why don't they protect us from the haters? Now, I know it helps me to read very carefully that God tells us that this is how it's going to be. In Deuteronomy, it says, And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will remain few in number among the nations to where the Lord will lead you. Sarah Yochevet Riegler, in her brilliant essay, The Spiritual Roots of Antisemitism, teaches us the following. Jews are bidden to be a light unto the nations. That comes from Isaiah. A light stands separate from that which it illuminates. The divine charge to the Jewish people is to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. This is a mission from which we cannot resign because it's embedded in the covenant between God and the nation of Israel. And then Ms. Riegler goes on to say that the covenant which God introduced in his promises to the patriarchs, which was accepted by the entire Jewish nation at Sinai, where all Jewish souls were present, and which was renewed on two other occasions in Jewish history, stipulates the following. One, on God's side, he promised, from Genesis, that the Jewish people will never cease to exist. And then again in Leviticus, that he will never totally abandon the Jewish people. And then back to Genesis, that the Jewish people will inherit the land of Israel. And we promised that we will be faithful to God and keep his Torah. 
Whatever your relationship to Israel is, within yourself and within your family and community, I can only hope that it's not as non-existent as mine was for the first 40 years of my life. Israel is a democracy, but it's also a very young state. What it's accomplished since its inception in 1948 is nothing short of astounding. And if you think people have a lot of opinions about the state of Israel here in the North Americas, well, that doesn't hold a candle to how many diverse opinions there are in the land itself, how many political parties, how many protests, how much self-analysis, and how much self-reflection. One particularly amusing quote from the late, great Golda Meir, who is Israel's prime minister and one of the most sardonically amusing women ever. Apparently, she was in conversation with American President Richard Nixon, and one day she told Nixon that her job was far harder than his. She said, you're the president of 150 million Americans, she said, while I am the prime minister of six million prime ministers. Well, since that trip to Israel at 40, I've been back over 30 times. And I love it in all its glory and its contradictions, all its beauty and all its frustration. But you know, I still haven't found that sheepskin jacket that all the cool girls owned back in the day. But my commitment to engaging with Israel, well, that I wear like a garment of passion and beauty. I think you might like to try it on yourself. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.